0: What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? It's the Plug, and I got something special for y'all today. We're going to do a quick little interview, you know what I mean? I got something special. I'm going to let her uh, introduce herself. I ain't going to spoil it for y'all. So, uh, without further ado, here she is.
1: Hi. I'm so glad you can have me on. I feel blessed in a sense because I've been looking for a lot of opportunity and for like people to try to work with me and so I can try to get my name out there or try to promote myself in any kind of way that I can because that's ultimately my dream is to become big and become some kind of influencer in some way shape or form
0: so that's cool tell people your name tell people where you are from who you are what you do all that type of stuff
1: oh my god Okay, (laughs) my name is Keisha. I moved from I'm from Minnesota. It's very very cold. And yes, there is black people in Minnesota. People always ask me that. Yes, there's black people. Like, why would I be there if there wasn't black people? (laughs) But yes, um, I moved to Georgia about three years ago for my sister, who ultimately like left me. Like she was in the army and she went back into the army. So like I I've been trying to like find my way. I feel like. In a sense, it's good to move away from your hometown, away from people that know you, so you can try to get to know yourself better. So when I moved down here, I was mainly on a journey trying to find myself and trying to figure out what I want to do in life and where I want to be. And it was easier because I didn't have all those negative people in my ear like, oh, well, don't you think that's going to be hard? And people playing in doubt because I'm my own worst critic, so I really don't need no help from anybody. So I need people that's going to encourage me, people that's going to root for me, and I feel like, people that are that you grew up with are too biased. People want to see you doing good, just not better than them. And it's sad but true. So I feel like coming down here, I've met a I met some good people. I've ran into a lot of opportunities. I signed with a casting agency. So I did my first movie like a week or so ago. <laughs> it was a horror movie like with black people.
0: That's dope. That's dope. So um for y'all listeners, you know what I mean? This is our this is my Second show using this machine, so it's gonna be a little uh, pause breaks in between because we sharing a microphone. But sure enough, it'll be uh, bigger and better the more y'all listen to. So stay tuned. But anyway, um, what got you into the media? You say you uh, just finished the movie. So are you trying to be an actress? Like, what is your calling, and how did you find that calling? Like, what age were you? How to give us the whole backstory? How you even got into it
1: um to be honest i was on indeed one day (laughs) and i seen an ad and they were looking for models and actors and stuff and i've always considered myself kind of an entertainer so i was just like let me try my hand at it because the worst they can do is say no and then i'll know for sure if i'm not just gassing myself up like if it's really real because i was like if they sign me then you know they must see the same thing that i see And it'd be kind of like confirmation for myself, like if I can really do it or not. And when they signed me, it kind of gave me that boost of confidence I needed to go forward with it and try to take it serious. And I started going to auditions, and I auditioned for this horror movie, and I got the part, and I was excited and stuff. And she actually said she wants to work with me on different parts, and I'm doing a web series, too, with um, some other people that I met through the casting agency. So it's branched off into other opportunities, so I'm excited to start working as much as possible.
0: So, you just up, came to Atlanta, got on Indeed, and was like, forget it. I'm going to just shoot for the stars. That's a hell of a story, especially seeing that um, that's what most people come to Atlanta for. That's pretty much what Atlanta is known for, being the melting pot of black people, in a sense. You know, I'm a native. I'm born and raised here. So, for me, watching people come from out of town and watching people accomplish their dreams is bittersweet. You know what I mean? Because – Of course, my dream is always California. People from Atlanta, we want bigger lights and bigger, you know what I mean? We want a beach. Because think of if Atlanta had a beach, you know what I mean, the vibe that we got. So California is kind of like similar to that. It ain't too much uh, ruckus. At least it seems that way. It's portrayed that way. Of course, we always think the grass is greener on the other side when we go from one place to another. But uh, you know what I mean? We try to do uh, what's best. But uh, anyway, how do you feel the media world is going to embrace you seeing that you're just now starting and, and it's kind of like a manifestation at this point? You didn't did a groundwork. You're getting your first pieces of content together. Where do you see yourself in the next five years?
1: Um, as far as me just now getting started, like I said, um, I'm definitely trying to do as many projects as possible because I feel like that'll boost my confidence and it'll also prove to other people that I'm auditioning for and people that I'm trying to work with that I can really do this and I'm good at it and I'm passionate about it. And I feel like the more things and some stuff, some, most of the projects I've been doing, they've been non-paid. So it's like money doesn't mean anything to me when you are doing what you love. Money isn't really a big factor as long as you can be able to do what you enjoy doing or something that you're good at and that's always been the goal for me like I've my problem has always been trying to find my place in the world and what I want to do in life and so it's always been a journey and a struggle (laughs) so I've been trying so many different things and I'm emotionally drained, like, I'm to the, I was actually to the point where I was just like, what am I good at? Like, what do I want to do? And people always ask you this question, like, if you could do anything where you wouldn't be able to get paid to do it, but you would still want to do it for free, that's what your passion is. And so I was just like, I like helping people, so maybe I can be an influencer or entertainer. I like making people laugh, like, I like making people happy, like, makes me happy, in a sense. So, I thought, why not? (laughs) And I'm good at it. Like, I swear. Like, (laughs) I just need that, the opportunity to prove myself. I know it's going to be hard going up against people. I've been doing this for years, and I just started, you know, taking it serious. So I know that it's going to be hard. But I feel like as long as I boost my confidence, I'll be okay because I feel like I'm a natural at it. And it's like, even though some people want to do stuff, some people aren't meant for certain things. So I'm not going to let people that have been doing it for years discourage me because it's like, I'm not that person. Our talents are different. The way I display myself and the way I go about things are different. So I can't let that, you know, bring me down. I feel like that's where some people have a downfall. They f- too focus on what other people got going on versus what they have going on. Like put that all that focus into yourself and you're, you have no choice but to succeed
0: that's dope that's uh super dope and most people don't understand that uh concept when you are in the media and being a creative sometimes you just gotta jump you know what i mean i'm literally coming out of that phase of depression and being in a cocoon of being my own worst enemy so i definitely understand you know what i mean you just got to get out there and do it and do it sometimes you know what i mean your hustle is a talent and a lot of people don't uh take that into a You They'd be like, oh, I don't really know what I want to do. I just know I want to do something. That's a talent because some people ain't doing nothing. Some people just sitting there and watch what other people do. And people like us need to benefit off of that. As, as as crabby as it sounds, you know what I mean? Everybody is not a boss. Everybody's not a, a manager. Everybody is not a, you know, even us. Even being a buyer, we have to or being a a creator, we have to buy something. We have to go to the store and contribute to something. So just like you said, it's all about paying it forward. Sometimes it's not about money. It's about the connection. It's about the value. Sometimes I might just need what you have. I don't need the money. I just need what you have. Just like what you said, the opportunity. I don't need you to pay me. I just need to use your microphone. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just need to be heard or I need to be, distributed in a sense so um definitely coming from minnesota 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 to atlanta uh and and jumping in it is definitely the the atlanta dream i ain't even gonna say the american dream the atlanta dream this is what we want to be known for this is what the city wants to be known for making people of color great and and doing good so um On that same topic, how do you feel about uh, Tyler Perry Studios and what he got going on?
1: I'm definitely, definitely excited to see a black man doing good. Like, it's amazing. And to see him in that to have that platform and to for him to be in that position to put other black actresses on I feel like it's a blessing and it could be my blessing <laughs> I'm hoping so like I keep you know putting it in the air like I'm gonna be at his studio even if it's just for a tour I don't care I'm gonna be there <laughs> I'm gonna get in those doors okay even if I have to break in let me stop I saw people go to jail but no it's funny that um you touched on um depression and sadness because I mean people don't talk about it a lot. And I feel like it kind of ties into your motivation. If you're depressed, then you really don't want to go out and do a lot of stuff. And I feel like we as people need to take care of ourselves, and self love is important on our way to our journey. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not gonna be able to be the best you can be. Or even when you get to that point, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. Like you're going to be having health problems or just stressed about all this and that and you can't see the beauty in all that you've accomplished. And so I'm working on that within myself trying to get that together and then also you mentioned Los Angeles I promise you I'm trying to move to Los Angeles within a year or so I actually want to do some more work in Georgia and like I said take on as many opportunities as I can so that when I do go down there they'll take me more serious because I have a little backing behind me and a little bit more work experience um but I feel like Georgia is like good for opportunities as far as like breaking into anything you want to do, especially the industry. If you want to get in beauty, whatever you want to get into it's you see so many entrepreneurs around and it makes you want to be an entrepreneur yourself. Like you can't come down here and not get motivated. Like if you don't, it was just never in you to begin with.
0: Most of the things that I notice when um, people come to Atlanta is them finding themselves. A lot of people come from places where black people aren't the norm you know what i mean like you can literally be in atlanta and not run into white people you can literally if that's a thing if you are a, a lot of people talk to me about finding their blackness and they'll be like oh i didn't i ain't i i've never been so empowered by you know what i mean so many black people i've never seen black people do these type of things nowhere else and for me it's is crazy you know what i mean i'm like what you know what i mean cuz i'm from here so all our leaders are black all our schools got black names you know what i mean like so you know what i mean black history man, we was always singing or doing a project or taking in 100 percent series going to the king center you know what i mean we knew who we were in the sense of that's that's kind of why they call it like wakanda you know what i mean because we kind of knew who we were we knew we were beautiful that's why we promiscuous you know what i mean that's why is we had freak nick and things like that because the city is about love. It's always been about that. It's always been about trying to chase your dreams and do what you came here to do, even if that's to raise your family. Some people come from the city and they want to be in the country and they want that white picket fence, but they don't want to commit all the way. They ain't trying to move to like the Carolinas. No offense to the Carolinas, but they ain't trying to move to too much land. They still want to feel some type of city and Atlanta is that, you know what I mean? It's a huge melting pot. You can see it's one of the places where you can see 18 different license plates on one highway. You know what I mean? You never know where nobody from. You'll see Alaska, Arkansas, all type of stuff because everybody got family here. Everybody got love here. And that's what, you know what I mean? That's what the city's about. So um, another uh, topic I wanted to bring up, we were talking earlier about uh safety like you know atlanta it has its good and it's bad and lately we've been having a lot of uh well i ain't gonna say lately in the past two months we've had a lot of kidnappings and like senseless murders and of course i go to clark you know what i mean and everybody know about the alexis uh crawford situation and how that was an in-house situation and that really affected the campus, you know what I mean? That caused us to be a little bit closer. Unfortunately, we had to lose one of our, you know what I mean, fellow students to that, but we learned from it, you know what I mean? And it's real out here. A lot of people, like I said, we come from being loving and promiscuous, but it's still some lunatics out here. It's still people running from the law, you know what I mean? Atlanta is the hub. So people gonna be running from out of town, people gonna be, you know what I mean? So you gotta be aware. Kind of speak on how it feels to be like coming from out of town, being a woman in this city and trying to, you know what I mean, date and be safe and move around. How is that for you?
1: Um, Honestly, when I first got here, it was really hard um, because I didn't have a car. So I was in and out of Ubers. I was working on getting my license back. Like it was banned in three different states. Like I'm I'm that one. Okay, let me start there all right but once I got all that cleared up because I realized you know where I'm from you know you can drive and you get pulled over they give you a ticket and they be like I'm gonna pull off if you pull off that's on you and in my mind that means I can pull off too when you pull off so when you pull off I pull off and my tickets just kept racking up and stuff and then I just went to another state and it just racked up there it was just a problem but anyways I fixed it but as far as when I was Honestly, when I was in the Uber, when my first couple years moving here, I didn't hear as many stories about sex trafficking and people getting kidnapped as I do now, which I'm thankful for because like, I honestly was one of those people who don't really pay attention, who get in a car and be all in their phone. You don't even know if it's the right driver. Sometimes I will jump in the car and the driver don't even match the car. And they'll be like, oh, my car's in the shop. And it's just like, that could be a lie. And I could have just jumped in a car with a whole sex trafficker. So, like, I'm definitely protected and highly favored because I just honestly am was one of those people who wasn't paying attention who should have been but now that I hear so many stories it makes you aware and it makes you want to you know be more cautious because nobody wants to become a victim like so honestly if you are a person that doesn't have a car and you are getting an uber i would definitely say make sure that the information matches before you get in make sure that is your driver before you get in make sure the child proof um the child lock isn't on because now people is putting a child lock on making sure you can't get out the car and it's just crazy out here and if you are walking down the street by yourself make sure nobody's following you make sure you're watching your surroundings you see any strange cars just parked or anybody just staring at you or just monitoring you definitely be careful like because it's so easy. They're taking women and children and it's like most women and people don't really know how to defend themselves if they were ever to be in a situation like that. Like that's like the norm. Like a lot of people don't take self-defense classes or people don't have weapons and stuff like that, especially kids. And it's getting out of hand. Like every time I look up, I see a new story of somebody's child just got abducted or somebody got kidnapped and When I was growing up, it was, if you were going to get kidnapped, it'd be at night. People make sure ain't nobody around. Nowadays, people are getting kidnapped in broad daylight, and people are not either aware or they're not seeing that this is going on or how bad it's getting, but it's time for people to wake up, and people don't think it's an issue until it happens to them or happens to somebody close to them or somebody that they know. And it shouldn't even get to that point. You should be more aware. So it doesn't happen to you. Cause once you're in that point, how are you going to get out? Like, do you know what you're going to do? Like I'm the type of person I would panic and I would, wouldn't even know what to do. And that's probably like the average person. So it's like, if you were to be in that situation, what would you do? Like, how would you defend yourself? So the best thing you can do is to be aware so that you're not in that situation and it doesn't happen.
0: That was, my, that was my scary, scary button sound. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. like, And that goes for men and women. That's not even a, a, a sexual, sex-oriented thing. That's just a paranoia thing. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, I'm always paranoid. I don't trust nobody. I don't trust nobody. I think the worst in every situation I go into. But I'm also overly cocky. You know what I mean? Because I don't be knowing everything, but as a dude, you know what I mean? I'll be like, oh, I can handle it. Or, you know what I mean? Anything that come my way, I'll figure it out. But I found myself being in some reckless situations also. And, you know what I mean? It never slipped my mind. Luckily, I'm a paranoid person to, you know what I mean, pay attention and be like, all right, if this is the exit, this the way out, this the window. You know what I mean? Or they got a limp. You know what I mean? If they do this, I'm going to kick him in the knee, blah, blah, blah. So, my bad. But, um, yeah, I found myself doing um, all type of reckless things, especially when I was younger. Luckily, I went through the military, and they helped me understand my surroundings a lot quicker than most. I ain't going to say better, but faster than most. So, I know the pinpoint, and... You know what I mean? Know where my exits are at all times. Know, you know what I mean? How to clear a room. Know to always check behind me. A lot of people never know that, especially when they go in the door. That's like one of the first things. You you gotta clear that, that left side. Because somebody could be behind the door. Somebody could, you know what I mean? Especially in Atlanta where any day now, weed is gonna be legal. So for y'all that smoke, you know what I mean? You dealing with a plug. You never know. Niggas rob out here. So... If you going in somebody's house, just be careful. Be careful. Just please be careful. Because you don't want to have to take no life, and you don't want your life taken, because that is traumatic. A lot of people ask me, do I have PTSD, right? Because I tell them, you know what I mean? I did, like, 10 years in the military. So people be like, do you have PTSD? And I'm like, everyone has PTSD. What does that mean? Like, are you asking me, do I have PTSD, like, from war? Or do i have ptsd from like a nigga that robbed me or do i have ptsd from like my baby mama like what are you asking me do i have ptsd from you know what i'm saying and what does that mean are you classifying me as a as a nut (laughs) you know what i mean because a lot of people get that misconstrued but a lot of people also abuse that you know what i'm saying a lot of people were emotionally unstable before they went into the military So they just use that as an excuse when they get out to become a cop and shoot somebody that's innocent. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, it's PTSD. No, you was a nut when you went in there. That's why you a cop now, because you didn't learn nothing. (laughs) If you would have got smart, you would have got educated.
1: Speaking of nuts, um, I used to, another thing I would advise people from, as much as you would love to do it, because when I first came down here, i there's a lot of homeless people down here, and I'm not used to seeing. I'm used to seeing homeless people, but it's mainly our people, so it kind of hurt in a sense. But I used to be the one who'll stop on the side of freeway, dig around for change, and look for loose dollars and all the other stuff. And somebody told me, like, you shouldn't do that because while you're reaching down <coughs> looking for change, you know, they could put a gun up to your head, and that's what they're doing, and they're robbing people. And what a lot of people don't understand, and i just seen a story about this on the news, is a lot of homeless people are unstable and they're, like, on drugs, and because they are on drugs and their situation, they're living on the streets, and so they're dealing with inhumane situations type stuff. It, it kind of makes them unstable. It's almost like being in jail. Like, it, it makes the person institutionalized when they come out. It, it changes them mentally. So when you're living in a situation that's unsanitary, unstable, un- unhumane, it changes you as a person. And then you mix drugs in the equation. You have a dangerous person. So they had this um, episode, this um, segment where they were talking about homeless people and how they were attacking people. And this dude walked up to this woman and threw diarrhea on her head and she was describing it. And my heart just went out to her. Cause I was just like, I would have broke like, she was like it was warm so you know it was fresh and she was like it was it went down like my eyebrow and it went in my eye and she was like I have to keep going to the hospital every six months to make sure I don't have a deadly disease like who the fuck has time to be going through shit like that <laughs> and then it's like it was some random ass shit so now you gotta put months or a whole two years away of your life to deal with this shit And then on top of being triggered and traumatized by the situation in itself. And it was just some random ass shit. I got shit on by a bird and I thought that shit was traumatic. This nigga threw shit on her fucking head. I probably would have, oh my God, I don't know whether I would have wiped it off first or try to kill him. I just don't know. You know you say what you would do in a situation, but then when it actually happens, it's like the total opposite. Because I always be like, oh, if a, a killer run up on me, I'm going to fucking take off running. And then a situation happen where I get scared. I take off running and fucking fall. And I'd be just like them dumbass motherfuckers in the movie. Like, shit is real out here. Like, you have to really be aware of shit that's going on. I seen a video of another homeless dude. He was walking down the street just stealing on motherfuckers. He stole on this woman. They locked him up. They let him out because it's like they felt like it wasn't that serious of an offense type shit. And it, Lord, lo and behold, two weeks later, he was back punching motherfuckers on the street, knocking motherfuckers out. He knocked out an old lady and some old shit. Like, it was tragic. Like, he was, his mean, his right hook had intentions, like evil intentions on every fucking body. And I was just like... I don't want to be a part of no shit like that. Can you imagine just walking on the street, somebody just knock your ass the fuck out? Like, (laughs) what if you was on your way to an interview and you late and you lose the job? So not only are you knocked the fuck out, beat the fuck up, but you don't have a job. And they ain't trying to hear that shit. Hmm.
0: Mm -mm -mm. Anyway. (laughs) That was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Did you hear about... Omarion and the update on the Millennium Tour like how many people got added the pettiness it continues I don't know if you know anything about uh Scorpios but they're pretty petty you know what I mean like they they can get it in when it comes to pettiness so um for y'all that don't know um you know B2K is no longer Omarion and Lil Fizz got that little thing going on with their baby mamas, yada, yada, yada. Everybody know that. So, the news is you got what's his name? Sammy. You got Ying Yang Twins. You got Pretty Wick, Ricky. You got Lloyd. You got Soldier Boy. And you got Bow Wow. Lowkey I kind of have wanted to go when I seen that I was like yo I kind of want to go just to show love you know what I mean to to kind of like caveat on the pettiness like cuz that was slick that's slick that's slicker than saying fuck you nigga that's slicker than saying I'm about to whoop your ass fuck that nigga I'm about to upgrade I'm about to get a bag and you knew you was part of the time that nigga Jay Boog pissed he pissed I don't think that Omarion should have omitted Jay Bug from that situation But i understand this is is bodies when it's war you know what i mean casualties happen so how you feel what what how you feel this tour gonna be what you what you feel about the situation
1: okay so first of all i've been weak ever since this should happen when i first seen the poster I couldn't even process what the fuck was going on like i'm like what's what's the problem because when i've seen pretty ricky my dumb ass thought my high ass thought that 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 was you know the group that was um b2k but when it processed and i realized that this nigga was headlining and i read i had to read the caption twice the first time i read it didn't click the second time i read it i was like oh my fucking god I thought this nigga, I thought he was like one of the passive, you know, soft people that'll get ran over or whatever case may be, but he probably one of the smartest, most malicious people I've ever met in my fucking life. Not even met, like ever seen in life. That had to be the best comeback in fucking life. I seen this meme today that almost had me in tears and it went, what does a Marion's tour and a flat soda have in common? No fizz. Bitch, I died. Fuck is you talking about? What? Like, <laughs> that nigga somewhere sick. He gonna cry backstage. Like, what? I can't believe it. Like, you left with a thought. You have no coins. That nigga, and even Jay Boog mad. He mad at the fact that you got him fucked up. You stopped his motherfucking bread. This nigga said, all right, not only am I gonna stop this nigga bread, I'm gonna stop everybody bread who was who I felt like was involved anybody that felt like that shit was funny laugh at that nobody's laughing anymore except for the motherfuckers on the other end this nigga faced the headline of the motherfucking tour big as hell like had that niggas had that broke ass bitches like what oh my god like i promise you he's the king of comebacks like i wish i had that kind of emotional stability about myself to be able to plot against somebody and come back like that. I'm so emotional. I might beat you up before I even get my revenge. And it's, it's, it's like, what? I probably to pull it up to their house and be both of them up in the living room. Like, but the, that, that shit is so much better. So much, a hundred times better than beating them up. Stopping their bread. (laughs) Oh my God. That's all, that's as bad, that's as best, that's almost as good as when 50 Cent bought Ja Rule's first row of his tickets of his concert.
0: But you know how I feel about this situation? Like, especially being an emotional dude. It's not like Omarion got away scot free. He, that's his baby mama. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like you can really be like, fuck them. You got to really be like, I want to spit in your face. You know what I'm saying? And if you got a baby mama or a baby daddy or a significant other that you despise and they did some messy shit like that, you know they slime. You know they slime because they would do some messy shit like that. So, like... I feel more so like he hurting, like he hurting bad. I'm more so on on the pain side. Like, yeah, he going to level up, but he ain't never going to trust nobody ever again. Like that's your baby mama, Like the person that you rolled the dice and you crapped out. You know what I'm saying? Like Omarion ain't a bad looking dude. He could have got any chick. You know what I'm saying? He could have got a chick that knew the game because, obviously, she was starstruck. You know what I'm saying? She, she didn't really understand how this goes. She just wanted to be famous. You know what I mean? She went up way too fast. So now it's going to be a minute for him to recover to give somebody a chance. And just as genuine as he is and people, like, on his side, that's hard. You know what I mean? That's a hard pill to swallow. Like, and then the world had to see that. That is a hard pill to swallow. Like, yeah, you can be boss about your shit, but how is your mental health? How is your mental? Like, that's a real conversation. Like, she doing her thing, whatever. She had thought, whatever, whatever, whatever. But that's, we watching a black king suffer right in front of our eyes. And we laugh. You know what I'm saying? We like, oh, that, that. Yeah, that's cool. The money is cool. That's cool. But what about his his feelings? Like, dead ass. Like, because that's your, that's your baby mama. That's your baby mama like you got to see her forever for real for real even think about it diddy baby mama passed. look how he was acting you know what I'm saying regardless of all the women he had been had after her look how he was acting so now he tied to that goofy shit forever that's part of his legacy forever so that's more so what I think about in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, on an emotional standpoint.
1: I can definitely understand that. And I feel like, as far as his emotional health, I feel like he's probably doing good in this sense. For you to want to throw a whole damn tour, you better be feeling like something, because I be barely want to go to work, and you putting together a whole motherfucking tour. I can barely go around the corner and go grocery shopping and shit sometimes. The fuck? Like... Help me get to that point, because if somebody break up with me and break my motherfucking heart like that, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to do shit. And you've been through a whole tour together. I get, even if you. I feel like even afterwards, you should probably take some time to, you know, heal and try to get yourself together, because it's always important to you know, work on you and making sure that you're good, because if you don't, your body going to pick a day for you. They say if you don't pick a day to take care of yourself, your body going to pick a day for you, and I truly believe that. Like, people need to understand their mental health is very important, and it's very precious, and I feel like it's, it's easy to break, in a sense, and people don't realize how important it is and how easy stress is and how stress will eat you out from the inside out, so... We definitely got to make sure we're dealing with stuff in a productive way. <clears throat> but as far as him, I think he's going to be okay in the long run. He seems like he is a good person, so it won't be hard for him to find somebody else. If he takes time to heal and, you know, reflect and see what what went wrong and what he, part he played in whatever situation in their breakup, then and he, you know reflects on that and tries to become a better person then i think he'll be fine like you know people go through stuff in life but that's life we can't let that keep us down like people go through heartbreaks you might feel like you found your one i can't even tell you how many times i thought i found the one the fuck like and then as soon as i get like in my feelings that person just start acting a fool i think i'm cursed or something i should have sent them chain letters back in high school you know they were sending them (laughs) my lazy ass was like 10 people (laughs) Oh my God, I don't really know two. The fuck? Oh, it just seemed like too much. Like, why? And now that I'm older, I wish I did, because I think it's just coming back to me. I feel like, I feel like Omarion. i like, <laughs> fuck. But I'm not going to put together no whole tour. That's a bad, that's a bad man. I I think, I think he's going to be fine, honestly. I'm rooting for him. I always liked him as a person, and you know, they. I seen some videos about him, um, when they did some interviews, and they were saying like how he wanted to go solo and how he fucked up the group, and he was being selfish and all the other stuff. But it's just like. If the people you're dealing with is going to be messy and they're not going to be on that same work ethic and work like you is, then you got to let people like that go. And he tried to do it before and it didn't work. Then he came back and tried to come back and do a reunion. They fucked it up again. And he's just like, I'm over it. Like sometimes you have to branch off and do shit on your own because people will hold you back if they don't have that same work ethic that you have or that same passion, that same drive. Like you have to let people go.
0: Yeah, I'll you. he a great anyway, like you said, so he's gonna be fine. So,
1: did you
0: know Billy D. Williams, Mister Billy D. Now, I don't know if this is clout chasing or if he's serious, but he eighty two years old. He then came out and said he is pretty much a pansexual. So he said, "I feel like it's, if it's in your space, it's kind of like the door is open. It's like, no. only guys or girls. No, it's anything. The thing is, it's literally a blob. Are you a man or are you a woman? Like, who cares? Have a good time out here." He 82. So, when you say who cares, are you saying who cares because you ain't having no fun like that? Or, like, this is what I mean. I don't want to take this and be like Billy D. Williams is a pansexual. Well, I already said that, but I was quoting it. I'm not saying it because I don't know Billy D. Williams, but. 82 years old, I don't feel like you have a say in sexuality. And I ain't 82 years old, so I don't got a say in what an 82-year-old got to do about sex. But I just don't, in in my knowledge of biology, I just don't think an 82-year-old man is out here grinding. Now, he is Billy D Williams, so that could be something. But... (laughs) Is it is it? Ever since I feel like ever since the thug era. And then, now the, what's his name? The, old town road dude, um, what's his name? What's his name? Oh my god, we didn't heard that song a billion times, and I cannot think of his name. Um. But anyway, the cowboy dude. Ever since Dave came out and been like, well, Thug never said he was gay. Thug's not gay, we know that. But just riding that gay wave, I feel like there's clout chasing it. Even, um, what's the other dude that got the Igor album that brought out Drake um, at the Fog Knock Festival? Anyway. Like, I'm just losing everybody' name. You see how much I be paying attention? I be paying attention. Yeah, Tyler, the creator. Shout out Tyler, the creator. I don't listen to your music. I'm an East Atlanta nigga. I listen to Nudie and 21 and Future and Atlanta shit. But anyway, um, I just feel like niggas be clout chasing. I don't feel like niggas be like, I feel like it's the time to be gay. You know what I mean? Gay people got the power. And shout out to the gay people. Nothing against the gay people. And I'm not saying that just to say nothing against the gay people. I really don't give a fuck who you fucking. Because you're not fucking me. So, I really don't give a fuck. But, I feel like niggas be clout chasing. I feel like you just saying that shit because they're going to accept you and they're going to give you a role. You know what I mean? Or they're going to let you in. Or they're going to... They control the narrative. So... I don't know if people be genuine when I say that. I'm genuine when I say I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm genuine when I say that shit. So I don't know if niggas be genuine when they say they don't give a fuck. Because I be feeling like people from that time. I and Again, I'm not 82. But you was called a nigga. I'm still traumatized some shit that happened to me. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you come from 70% of your life saying that shit ain't cool. No, nah, we ain't even gonna say 70%. We're gonna say 90%, cause you 82. So like not too long ago was this shit acceptable in the media. Now it's okay and you cool and shit cool. Now I understand you are Mr. Cool. You are Mr. Billy D. Williams, and you got to be politically correct. But I also feel like, why the fuck are you talking about sexuality at 82 years old? <laughs> you got to be clout chasing.
1: I hope he's talking to other 82 year olds. I don't think he's talking to everybody else because if you're that old and you're knocking on death's door, you honestly can do whatever the fuck you want to because you old as fuck. You about to die in like. Like pretty soon here like it's like any day now like it's like a bitch being nine months pregnant it's almost any day now at this point so like and then it's like and then since you're blessed to be that age because a lot of people don't even make it past 30 like jesus the way this world is you'd be lucky to make it past 30 in this motherfucker like people is just disappearing dying mysteriously don't nobody even know how don't nobody even want to know how like that shit boggles my brain, like, I just don't understand, like, compared to how it was when we was growing up in the 80s, compared to how it is now, and it's only been 20 years, imagine 20 more years from now, I don't even want to see how people is going to be with all these school shootings and stuff, that shit is crazy to me, like, it's it was almost to the point where every week there was a school shooting, and that shit is sad, it was to the point where I was thinking about having my kids go to school with a gun, like, in case they gotta defend themselves because I know they ain't the type to try to you know do that but these kids are so emotional nowadays it's like uh, we were never that emotional growing up like I don't even know what be their problem it may be something in the food I wouldn't even be surprised if it was something in the food that they given them or these fake ass immunization shots like I'm to the point where I don't even get my kids' immunization shots no more because you can't even tell me exactly what's in them. Because when you ask the nurse what's in them, they can't even tell you what's in them. So, And you don't have to get them. Like They try to make it seem like it's mandatory. It's not mandatory. You can decide if you want to get those for your kids or not. So that is definitely something that people should definitely know because a lot of people don't know that. And then if you need to file paperwork, they have paperwork online where you can file to give to the doctors saying that, in the school as well, stating that you don't, you don't have to get your kids immunization shots.
0: So I got mixed feelings about that because, of course, I was in the military, so I'm like a fucking Terminator when it comes to immunization. Like, we were annual, and I did 10 years, so. I don't really get sick. (laughs) I got seasonal allergies. But on the same side of the coin, I don't come from no sickly-ass family. So, uh, I'm not a good guinea pig to partition if it is or if it ain't. So, um, I don't know. But, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, touch on something you said. Something you said. Anyway, we're going to move on more about you. So, You seem pretty knowledgeable on um, what's happening, what's going on, pretty aware. How does that, you touched on, oh, that's what it was. You touched on jumping, or I guess pretty much, I'm going to just say you you said you wear your heart on your sleeve. And being in Atlanta, that's not a good mix. You know what I mean? Like Atlanta is a city full of talent, full of Beautiful people, like everybody's from everywhere, so you can get a mixture of everything. I go to an HBCU, and every day it's like, sheesh. You know what I mean? Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even the girls looking at girls like, yeah, Lee. So, and you know what I mean? It's just a mixture of beautiful people, so it's kind of hard to decipher between who's having fun and who's being realistic. How do you stay afloat? in a city like that, being a lover like you are?
1: Well, honestly, I can't. (laughs) I can't wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm too guarded for that. I'm so guarded. People feel like I don't even want to be bothered, in a sense. And I get that. Like, it's only because it's like when you deal with so many people, a lot of people aren't don't have the same intentions that you have. So it's not even no point in opening up and going through it all that. It's like, for what? If you're only here for sex, there's no point in us trying to build a deeper connection or trying to vibe or try to figure out each other and what each other likes or each other's personalities and stuff if you're not even going to be around for all that or if you're just looking for one thing. And I feel like a lot of people are just looking for one thing. A lot of people aren't looking for... um it was it like it was easier growing up when it was easier dating growing up like compared to how it is now everybody want to be a hot girl everybody want to be a hot boy even people that's too old for that shit it's like come on like Find somewhere to be and sit your ass down because when your ass get old, you're going to need somebody to wipe your motherfucking ass and you ain't going to have nobody around because ain't nobody going to want your dusty motherfucking ass because you was too busy thoughtin' and shit. And then when your ass washed up, don't nobody want your motherfucking ass no more. Like I'm trying to settle the fuck down now. I don't have time to be playing with motherfuckers. People don't even want to go to doctor's visits or no shit like that. So and nobody really wants to use condoms and shit. That shit bothers the fuck out of me to my core. Because, like, they're not that expensive. And it's like, I buy them like I'm putting the bitches the fuck on. Because people don't even have them. I just don't understand. But it's like, I feel like it'll be a good, it's a good investment for me. Because I'm not trying to be in nobody's fucking clinic, bent over in pain. Trying to figure out whose house I'm about to shoot the fuck up and shit. So, to avoid all that, it's like $6 for a three-pack box of Magnums. And stuff. I don't know. I don't buy Trojan. I probably should because I don't know what everybody got going on and shit. And I don't want to offend nobody, but that's what I like to buy. Okay, you can buy Trojan if you want to buy it. So that's on you. And I don't get all fancy like with that bare skin shit because I'm scared it's gonna rip. Like, cause <laughs> I gotta get up and fight you and shit. Like, I can't even play them games. People be trying to be extra and shit. Like, let's get the the hot and cold. Like bitch, what if I get a yeast infection? You don't even know what's in the lubricant. Like, bitches don't even care. Okay, let me start there. Like, you know how sensitive a woman's private is? That shit is crazy. Motherfuckers be trying to bust all off in you and shit. That's what the fuck we're not doing, okay? If you're not going to sit my and hold my hand during the pap smear, we're not doing that shit. No. Like, bitches don't even be caring what you're going through in your personal time that shit no nah, no nah, let's talk about it and i hate when people be like oh if you um eat pineapples your, your pussy tastes better and then no just wash that shit and drink water and watch what the fuck you eat that's all you gotta do motherfuckers always be like i got the secret no the secret is drink lots of water make sure that shit flushes itself out like the human body is able to take care of itself you think they had douches back in the motherfucking ad's and shit before christ and shit in the bcs no the fuck they didn't they had water Okay? Use that shit. That shit been around too long.
0: Niggas also had turtlenecks back then, though. You know what I mean? So, on the other flip side of that coin, niggas need to wash their nuts. Because bacterial vaginosis is real. And if you know you out here riding chicks, yo, you're going to get caught. Because <laughs> bacterial vaginosis is real. And everybody's vagina ain't the same. Just because it feel the same, it ain't the same. It ain't the same. So, you can't be doing stuff like that. But, I'm going to be devil's advocate and be on the flip side of saying, it ain't nothing wrong with figuring that shit out on the fir- when you first meet somebody. Because a lot of niggas be out here be capping. A lot of people out here full of shit. So, if for those of you who are promiscuous, and I ain't going to say promiscuous. Some of you are just more affectionate than others. And you want to get that shit out the way. Get it out the way. Be safe be safe i ain't got no problem hitting on the first day i ain't got no problem that might my best relationships have been very fast so um that that for the people that know what's going on and kind of like the the what's the movie about the crazy dude and the girl that tied him up what is it the 50 shades of gray people for you people that do know what's going on but you're just a little kinky you know what I mean? You got a 9 to 5, but you ain't tripping cuz you got benefits. You can go to the clinic. Just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> for those of you who just want to be you, you good. You you know what I mean? Things are straight. Live your life, be safe, and be realistic. I feel like that's is that's more the problem than the sex. It's the realism. Be realistic. This is dick. This is not a down payment. This is not a contract. This is a orgasm, hopefully. So, (laughs) I feel like know your partner. Know the vibes. Be realistic. Be honest. Because honesty will get you very far. Most of the time, as we all know as men, If they're going to hit, if if you're going to hit, they're going to hit you regardless. So just be straightforward. Don't be rude. That's a huge difference. People don't understand the difference between that. You can say, nah, wait till tomorrow. You ain't got to, like, leave a nigga on, like, unread or leave a nigga on red. That's what I mean. At least be like, nah. You know what I mean? Nah, I, I like you i let you hit, but you just got to go through these hurdles. <laughs> Be realistic because when you start lying, even in the smallest form, it start adding up. I feel that's just a suggestion for me. It might not mean shit, but in my experience, I haven't had too many bad, like fast, you know what I mean? Some of that shit has been like some of the best because that was out of the way. I liked you after the net. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh no, you still here. I still kind of like you, and you and you fight with the shit. Okay, I'm going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to see what you're talking about tomorrow. You Can you cook, too? I'm going to see what you're talking about. But, you know what I mean? Everybody not like that. Everybody don't be getting down like that. But I got to show love to the niggas that do. You know what I mean? Everybody be listening to podcasts, and they be like, what about me? I'm a freak. I be trying to fuck. <laughs> so, you know, you got to show love to them, too. You know what I mean? Everybody ain't being safe. But for those, you know what I mean, we love y'all too. Everybody got some family that, you know what I mean? Y'all just nasty. So at least just wash your dick. Dip your dick in some alcohol or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know what y'all nasty niggas do. But (laughs) for y'all women, like she said, it's water. Just hydrate. A lot of y'all, you know how many times I didn't went out with somebody and they be like, I don't drink water. You don't drink water. You don't drink water. What you drink? You drink sugar? Like, yo, I already know what time it is. I already know what I'm getting from you. I'm getting sticky mouth, because that's as far as this is going to go. I'm not playing that. that ain't, and I know you ain't got no dental plan. I know you ain't. Y- you work at Checkers. I'm just kidding. I don't know nobody that work at Checkers. Shout out to the people that work at Checkers. I like y'all fries. They're really good.
1: Fuck Checkers. Fuck checkers always fucking up my order, especially the one around by my house on Memorial. Fuck checkers on Memorial. Fucking bitches. <coughs> when I see them, I'm going to fight them equally. One on one. But anyways, um, yes, that, that not drinking water shit. That shit struck a chord. That shit triggered something in me. When a bitch say she don't drink water. When a motherfucker say they don't drink water. I had a motherfucker say, I don't drink water because it's nasty. This shit don't even have no fucking flavor. Exactly. What the fuck are you tasting? Said, You're yeah. tasting your tongue that's the fuck you taste and you need to brush your motherfucking teeth fuck is you talking about like what it tastes nasty you taste nasty bitch that's the problem (laughs) fuck i oh that shit and then i could just imagine how the bathroom smell when they get done pissing like fucking ammonia that shit probably just so fucking strong and your piss probably dark and brown and shit like oh my god I hate you. Ooh, I just hate a motherfucker instantly when they say that. I just instantly not like you. I don't give a fuck how cool you is. You could be the coolest bitch alive. Once you say, I don't drink water, I don't like water, That shit tastes nasty, I'd be like, Sigh. I don't want to be around you. Because you're going to start smelling like piss after a while. You're going to start smelling a little pissy. And I don't really want to be around no pissy Bitch. Like the fuck, cause then if you go in a group or you go around motherfuckers, they ain't gonna know who smelling like piss. They might mistake you and think you smell like piss. Like no, ain't nobody trying to go through all that shit. <coughs> and what if the bitch try to borrow your clothes or some shit? Like keep it, okay? Keep it. Smelling like a pond and shit. No, ain't nobody finna fucking do that shit. That shit. Oh my god. Like oh, shit. That people and I try to like stay to myself. So. I'm, I'm not worried about, like, nobody snatching me up. Because first you got to get close to me. First you got to get next to me, okay? Like, I I don't even like talking to people for too long. I don't even make eye contact. When you make eye contact, people think that you want to talk and shit, and they'll try to run up on you, or they'll try to initiate conversation. So if you don't want to, if you want to be, like, nobody to fuck with you and shit, get you some headphones, you ain't even got to have the music in them bitches. And just avoid eye contact with people. Like, get where you going, get in, get out. Fuck all that shit, and make sure you looking around and making sure motherfucker ain't following you or no dumb shit because motherfuckers is lurking for, for no fucking reason. Ain't got shit else to motherfucking do, but fucking lurk. So you definitely got to make sure you in and out. I'm in and out with the shit, and I walk fast as fuck. If you try to fucking kidnap me first, bitch, you got to catch up with me, okay? Bitch, you got to be like uh, a fucking professional walker or some dumb shit. Like bitch i'm gone i'm in and out i ain't got time for the dumb shit i ain't got time for to hear what you're talking about i don't give a fuck about what you're talking about none of that shit like people ask you how you doing try to make conversation and try to trap you in little pointless ass conversations that ain't got shit to do with shit just so they could fucking beg from you one bitch gonna tell me like i was having actually having a good ass conversation with her and i was just like oh we was vibing and shit we was in rainbow waiting in line she waiting in line and shit She was waiting to get changed and shit, but um, we was talking and shit. And after she had left the store, I had rung my shit up, and I left the store. When I got outside, I seen this same bitch pull up with a van and with another bitch, and she was like, you know what? This bitch looked me dead in my soul and was like, God put it on my heart to ask you for some money. What? no the fuck he didn't i promise you that he didn't bitch not the mighty god i serve okay bitch you got me fucked up (laughs) like i was so mad and the fact that you just had a whole 20 in your hand and she was just like that was from my neighbor that was my neighbor money and shit first of all i didn't ask you who money it was you must feel guilty it must have been your motherfucking money if that was your neighbor money how about you ask that motherfucking bitch why didn't God put it on your heart to ask her y'all closer you right there the fact that you waited on me like a fucking predator, that's the shit I'm talking about. That shit just fucking aggravates me. I can't even take people serious at that point. Like, stop fucking playing with me. God did not put that shit on your motherfucking heart, bitch. Satan put that shit on your motherfucking heart. Because you God knew I ain't had no motherfucking money. He knew I shouldn't even been in fucking rainbow to begin with. You talking about God put that on your heart? No. God put it on my heart that was a sale in this bitch. He wasn't speaking to you. He was speaking to me. Fuck is you talking about? He said it was a blessing to hear for me, not you, girl. You was eavesdropping. You was ear hustling. That's what that was. What it was. That's what it was. That's what I know. All
0: right, so uh, we're gonna take a quick little break, and we will be.